Last year, I stood up here and I told you about an advent calendar that my aunt gave us. It's an advent calendar unlike any I had ever seen before. The center nativity scene is painted on a thin sheet of metal, and it's blank except for the stable and the stars painted there. It's surrounded by 24 little numbered boxes, and each little box has a little door with a number painted on it. And inside each door is a character from the story we're hearing this evening with a magnet on its back to stick it in place in the scene. Mary and Joseph are there, the innkeeper, the shepherds, the wise men. They all appear from behind their little doors and take their place in the ensemble. Baby Jesus, of course, waits to make his appearance until we open that little door marked 24, as we did this morning. Those who made this little calendar are very creative since, let's be honest, there are not 24 characters in this story. In our little scene, the addition, in addition to the usual cast, there are many sheep, camel for each wise man, extra stars for the night sky, and a whole herd of cattle. This year, I've done something special with my Advent calendar. I packed it up and took it to my three-year-old son's preschool class. Always culturally sensitive, his school, they had been studying Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and lots of different traditions that happen around this time of year. And that day, they were doing a lesson on Christmas traditions. I sat in a little pint-sized chair with the calendar upright in my lap and told a watered-down, easy-to-swallow version of our birth narrative, punctuated the entire time with audience commentary. <laughs> Mary, I said, my aunt's name is Mary, yeah. and Joseph were two people that lived a long time ago. They were on a trip. I go on a trip to visit the beach with my mommy and daddy. Okay. And Mary, she was ready to have a baby. Oh, my mommy has a baby in her tummy. Yeah. Um, there was no room in the inn. An inn is like a hotel. But there was no room there for her to have the baby. So she had the baby out in the barn with the cows and the donkeys. Were there cats? I have two cats at home. <laughs> Kings and shepherds came and visited the baby. Then I let each child open a little door and put a magnet on the scene only as far as the current day, day 16. There were squeaks and squeals as each child pulled out a character and placed it in the picture. Oh, look, I got a star. Ha, you put the cow up on the roof. I thought the little girl who unveiled an angel was going to pass out from excitement. And it was one of the best spent half hours of my advent. Christmas is for children. That's what the greeting card companies and toy stores tell us. It's an easy adage to believe given the frenzy over the latest toy, the anxiety felt by parents, the Santa Claus riots in the mall. It's easy for adults to stand back and watch the delight on children's faces when they see the lights go up around the neighborhood, when they count the mysteriously wrapped presents piling up under the tree. We adults on the other hand, we know that the world waits for no season, that our couple of days off work to open presents is no match for the loads on our minds. We have real life to worry about, after all. We have uncertain jobs and big mortgages. We have our children's education to pay for and health concerns as we age. 
Moreover, we are concerned on a global scale about health care, wars, the economy. Children can be joyful at Christmas. We have to be serious. We have to be responsible. My friends, this night, this glorious night, I want to challenge that notion. Here, as we celebrate our Savior's birth on the eve of that big day, I want to challenge the idea that Christmas is for, by, or about kids. I think the reason we've come to believe that is because children are terrible at masking joy. Until they hit the teenage years, t kids have terrible poker faces. It took me exactly half an hour, one magnetic advent calendar, and a room full of three-year-olds to come up with this hypothesis. In that half an hour, 14 kids of various cultural and religious backgrounds shared the story of Bethlehem, Mary, Joseph, the baby, sheep, king, star, and angel with such excitement, vigor, and joy that it renewed my own excitement about the coming of Christmas. I wholeheartedly believe that Christmas should be for children. Children are natural masters of joy, and the season of Christmas brings out the best of that. The wonder of it all, the mystery, the anticipation, the final exultant release of boundless joy. This is some of what childhood is all about. But I think that this is yet another place where a little child, or children as it were, can lead us all. Christmas is for children, yes. But it is also for adults, singles and marries, marrieds, divorced, widowed, childness, childless, parents, grandparents. Christmas is for adults because we too must figure out a way to take hold of that contagious joy. We must make it our own, enwrap ourselves in the mystery and in the anticipation lest our hearts turn to stone and this miraculous story passes us by. Just another year, just another square on a paper calendar. After all, what right do we have not to be joyful? The Christ child, tiny and soft, was born into this world for us, for each of us, for every one of us. This story was and is about God's proclamation of a love so deep and so wide that it could only be contained in a vessel as perfect, as miraculous, as potential laden as that of a baby. Our worries, our anxieties, our concerns, they are valid. They are important and they will not disappear for a few days just because we want them to or just because the calendar tells us that it's December 25. But if we listen to this story of gift, of love, and of miracle and are not moved by the joy, then we are missing something important. This is Christmas, my friends, Christmas. I'm not talking about the sentimental Christmas of courier and Ives, of cookies and of stockings. I mean the mind-blowing, heart-breaking first Christmas of 2,000 years ago when a young woman birthed a baby in a barn, assisted only by her confused but steadfast husband, 
and then laid that baby in a feed trough and stepped back to look in wonder at what she had done. The world turned over that day. Heaven and earth moved that day. The angels sang glory to God on that day, and I have no doubt that on that day, even God wept tears of joy. This is a wonderful story that inspires children to don cotton ball sheepskins and halos of gold garland, to parade around the church with awe and glee, to fill a metal advent calendar with anticipation. But this is also a story that should bring proper grown adults, we with heavy hearts and weary minds, to our knees in gratitude. Gratitude to Joseph who said yes to an angel, to Mary who carried that baby in her womb and in her arms, and gratitude always to God who gave a gift of surpassing value, this wild and incredible love, this hitherto unheard of extravagance, this incarnation, God made flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. Be joyful, my friends. Hear the story. Weep with joy. Christmas is not only for children, it is for every one of us loved by God unconditionally and without question. As no one escapes that love, so no one can escape the joy of being a child of God. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. Amen.